are listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome back to another bonus episode of Fandom on the Rocks. I am Emily. And I'm Mandy. And um, this is a bonus episode um, about the WGA SAG-AFTRA strike. Um, You're not going to be talking about TV shows right now. No. (laughs) Fuck those execs, CEOs, people Mm -hmm. in charge. Yep. Got the acronym. AMPTP? 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 Yeah. The AMPTP? AMPTP, yes. (laughs) Yes. AMPTP. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Yep. And as of time we are recording, have not come to an agreement with SAG or the WGA. They have not even resumed negotiations yep. as of August 6th. Um, so we, and you know, I'm sure people listening to this have seen other podcasts make statements and say things like this. And we are as well um, choosing to stand with the WGA, WGA, <laughs> WGA and SAG-AFTRA in solidarity with the unions which means that we will be abiding by the um, strike rules, um, which uh, means we will not be posting new episodes about struck work. Yep. Uh, and that's that's TV shows. That's Glee and that's Supernatural. Um, the we're so close to recording another episode of Supernatural. <laughs> We can watch them and we can record them. That's true. <laughs> which we will be doing. We will be recording new episodes yeah. during yeah. the strike. Yeah. However, um, there is a whole section in the SAG-AFTRA FAQs around podcasting about rewatch and companion podcasts are considered promotional material because they drive people to struck companies' platforms to watch shows that are promoted by podcasts. And even though we are not union members ourselves, we are devoted watchers of union material. Of We are devoted supporters of the writers and the directors and the yeah. actors. Um, although the, the directors themselves struck... Um, a deal earlier this year and are maybe going to regret that down the line. Yeah. Um, but we think it's our duty to stand with the, the unions um, in search of a fair contract. Because they deserve to get paid and get paid on time. Yeah. And have a decent livable working conditions. They deserve not to have their likenesses scanned in a truck and then oh, used yeah. in perpetuity. Yep. And Fox is one of the struck companies, obviously. Um, it's maybe not the most profitable of the struck yeah. companies between Netflix and Disney and Paramount and Warner Brothers and whatever. But, um, but they, still. they do yeah. make money on um, those programs that we talk about. And so until the strike is over, we won't be posting new content about those struck shows. However... We will be posting new bonus episodes about non-struck material, Uh, (laughs) books, uh, music, food, 
birds. Uh, there is uh, a wealth of material that in fandom that we are, uh, well, we're allowed to do anything, but we will be following the the rules um, and can talk about. Uh, So that is what we are doing. You can go to websites like WA, cannot talk, WGA contract 2023.org to find out ways that you can support the strike and learn more about what they are campaigning for. And there is also sagaftrastrike.org um, to read more about what is going on uh, because it's garbage. And I know yeah, uh, a lot of people look at celebrities like the A-listers and think, but they're fine. They're not fine. It's, what is it, something like 80% of... 80-something percent of actors don't make the minimum to get health insurance through yeah, like 26,000 26,000 a year to get yeah. health insurance through like, yeah. like no one is striking for the A-listers the A-listers are like a vast minority of people mm-hmm. in these unions and the same is true for the writers the yes. people are not striking because they want fucking Ryan Murphy to have more money they're striking because writers' rooms are being taken away, and because Netflix isn't giving royalties anymore, and because these stupid six-episode seasons are ruining uh, the way media is being created, and it's it's not good for you, the viewer, either. And whether or not you real not to tell you what you like or don't like, um, but it's it's not good for the industry as a whole. And it has such a ripple effect, like on things you probably wouldn't even realize, unless you've like read up a lot on this. But even things like, if you go to look for a show you liked a few years ago, you're not going to find it on a streaming network because they pulled it because right. they don't have to pay residuals for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I was reading earlier, this is actually the link I pulled up, um, uh, is Pop Cray posting about how Joe Bragg. I don't actually know who that is, but I guess he was on a Disney show. Talked about how um, because Disney had a deal where the uh, Writers Guild got um, 88% of scale uh, for the first three seasons of a show, then on the third season, Disney would apparently regularly reboot their shows as a new show. Mm. It would be like, they used the example of like, the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was on for three years, and then it changed to The Sweet Life on deck so that they could reset the deal. So they've been getting away with this shit for years. Mm-hmm. They need to not be doing that. And it was strictly just to keep the writers from passing that three seasons like point where they would get paid more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And, you know, what they're trying to do with... Um, well, I mean, it's it gets called AI. It's really large language models. Um, so there are uh, union minimums in the contracts about what writers get paid for a script and a polish um, based on the budget of the TV show. Um, if it's a half hour, if it's an hour, if it's streaming, if, you know, whatever the category of the show is, um, or a movie, if it's a low budget, if it's a high budget, et cetera. Um, and the concern, one of the big sticking points right now that it looks like the AMPTP don't even want to negotiate yet on um, is being allowed possibly 
to have uh, like something like ChatGPT to spit out a what would be called a draft of a script and then you bring in a writer to then perform a polish on that script and that minimum is far lower than if the writer is um, given credit for the rough draft and the polish itself. So then they're only being paid and aren't giving credit for the script and the polish. They're only being given the minimum for the polish and no credit. That's like, they're going so far out of their way to try and like not pay these writers and then again, literally not paying them because even what they do owe them, they'll wait years to actually follow through. And as if in the vast budget of a movie, what they're paying a writer is even (laughs) like, like, yes, it's above the line in, in a budget, but like the bulk of your movie budget is not your writer. It's your CGI and it's the, the, it's so much more. It's your insurance and the thousands of people you pay for location and, and everything else. It's not the one, well, it's often not one person writing a script, but it's not your writer. Yeah. You're not paying that person $10 million to write a movie. So they're looking for, I think, an 11% general wage increase in year one, 4% in year two, and 4% in year three. And the latest counter was 5% in year one. And this is trying to adjust for inflation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they haven't been able to strike a new deal that actually was substantial in a Mm -hmm. long time. Yep. Cost of living has gone up exponentially. Yep. And, you know, part of the um, the contracts, the negotiations that SAG-AFTRA have proposed are um, per diem increases, partly to match inflation, because that hasn't been adjusted, I think, since 2001. That is... I think they did agree to a tentative agreements to um, schedule breaks. So that's nice. So there were a few uh, agreements that they have been making, um, but some have just been like straight up rejected or refusing to um, speak at all about it. One, which I thought was like, there's a whole section about basic respect and fairness um, around background actors and the, the union, the producers side has really seems to be like digging in about background actors which is so like disrespectful around the business of background actors. They, the SAG-AFTRA wants to there right now there are terms for East coast and West coast. They're separate for some reason. And SAG-AFTRA wants to bring all background actors under one agreement so that they're treated equally. And the AMPTP was like, no, don't want to do that like what why i I don't know yeah like what they've gotten away with for so long is wild is it just so that they cannot pay new york people the same like what what is happening here that's so strange so you know we could we could spend nine hours talking about the strike and why it's important um maybe we will maybe we'll just keep going i don't know it's important you know for our podcast, I think, because as consumers, I think it's really easy to think that this stuff 
is mm-hmm. a given, right? That like, all right, people make film and theater and TV and you consume it and it doesn't mean anything until you try to go find any one of the shows that Netflix has now taken off the air and you're like, oh, yeah. the show, like, well, this is why. This is this is the one of the end results of these companies getting away with things and this is why it should matter to you. And the argument that entertainment is somehow less valuable or oh they already get paid too much they get paid more than me like well they don't though yeah these writers rooms have now been whittled down to these small rooms that they work six episodes and that's all they get for the entire year yeah i was maybe they can't necessarily find a job again and not only are they not getting paid what a lot of people think they're getting paid but it's extremely unstable work extraordinarily yeah and there used to be kind of this um track where you get into a writer's room and you there's a mentorship process and you get to learn how to write and create a show and and you followed a trajectory that maybe potentially led to you show running um and it's that's like breaking down that that route is just falling apart um and that's not good. We, you don't, uh, there's, there's a lot of, um, talk out there about like the auteurs of even like the Ryan Murphy's or the Tyler Sheridan's from like, um, Yellowstone of these, like one man running the entire ship. Like that's actually not good. It, it doesn't feed into a healthy atmosphere around a show. If it's just one person, kicking a can for a TV show or a movie. The lack of collaboration does not mean something is necessarily good just because there's like a white guy at the helm. I would say it usually means something not good. Usually means that there's maybe a problem. Behind the scenes, at least, it means it's probably not good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So these, you know, when you, when you look through the contract of what they're just straight out rejecting, it, seems to speak to what the producers value um Mm -hmm. you know one of one of the article one of the points in here is performance capture work and the sag aftra side is you know saying finally acknowledge that performance capture is a sag aftra covered category of work and the producers were like rejected not even coming back what do you mean by performance capture this is me not being as um so like the the work in the the green screen suits like Gollum. Oh, okay. yeah yeah so actually saying that the work okay. that andy circus did in the Gollum suit is sag after work it's acting work yeah that so i wasn't is, even aware that was a debated thing yeah yeah Jesus. that it that it is a skilled form of performance yeah. that makes projects like avatar and lord of the rings and absolutely everything that gets made these days mm. possible and the producers guild is like fuck you guys <laughs> yeah uh, so if you thought your workplace was toxic yeah that's I mean, what's happening here and how long do you think the strike is like what do you think will be their breaking point will it be when like you know upfronts are supposed to happen and suddenly there's nothing to show off 
or will they crack before that? I have no idea because, like, they're not even resuming yeah. negotiations. Um, Are we just going to have, like, an entire season of, like, reality shows? Maybe. Yeah. So the part of the problem, I think, is that the AMPTP is not the Producers Guild itself. Like, they are an intermediary who who does the negotiations on behalf of the studios. So they they have, like, a set of things that the studios have said, these are our... Um, what we're willing to do and and um, agree to, but if if they're in the in the negotiation room and something comes up that the producers haven't explicitly told them, they don't have the power to to yeah. barter. They don't have the power to wiggle. They then have to go back to the member studios, talk it through with them, and then come back to the to the room, which is stupid. It's like yeah. and wasting a lot of time that could be used like productively working through things if you they would think. Are inclined. Yeah, and I don't know why, uh, but that's a history lesson that I haven't taken yet. Like I don't know why it got set up like that. Um, yeah, so I think this was a few days ago that it was their first meeting in a few months between the Writers Guild and the AMPTP mm-hmm. that they failed to reach an agreement to resume negotiations not even like a new negotiation just failed to come back to the table at all um so i i don't know i mean it's it's money yeah you know it's um it could last a long time it could go on that's going to be interesting, not just, like, to see how they try and cope, but also, like, there are indie studios who are capitulating to all of the agreements. Yes. I would love it if the side effect of this was a rise of, like, indie projects that might not have gotten off the ground otherwise. Yeah, so A24 yeah. is an independent studio who agreed to the terms um despite the strike so a24 gets to continue on like a couple of productions after they got an exemption from SAG-AFTRA I that's like the end of my (laughs) knowledge of how the strike works um so they get to they get to film those movies I I assume that also means they get to like edit cut produce etc finish them but then i don't know what happens is if i'm assuming they also then get to release them theatrically but do they so then do, do yeah. they stream them because then what ha- like yeah. oh, what's with the royalty situation true so then oh, yeah oh interesting yeah so then then i feel like now i need to talk to someone in the know of okay so they've made this movie mm-hmm. let's say it goes into a theater and they they make some money that way, but they're still going to want to release it on a streaming platform. But if the streaming platforms aren't uh, yeah. agreeing to the streaming residual, now what? Can we get a return to physical DVDs with all the extras? Yes. Give me that's, some that's not- I will pay for it. Like, I yeah. will pay the money that, like, 
fairly compensates for that. Yes, that is not in the the contract. Is a return <laughs> to DVD extras. Yeah. There's there's a unnamed colorful project being released on a streaming platform very shortly. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, and. All I can think is like, man, I kind of want to buy it on DVD just in case there are DVD yeah. extras. Because <laughs> they're not, there won't be any on streaming. It's not like, yeah. Like, can I get a? Where's a fucking blooper reel? Oh, that can would I get that a would, goddamn blooper reel of these idiots. Like, so good. Like, not only would I feel good that like supporting something that wasn't against the strike, but mm-hmm. also it's like that would be more fun than the streaming experience. Actually, right? yes, I would pay more yeah to have a fucking blooper reel of a couple of idiots that i enjoy watching yeah i don't even know if our dvd player works at this point i would buy a fucking dvd player to buy a dvd to give and it's still a streaming studio put out this movie but i'd still Mm -hmm. rather that two cents go directly to the actors yeah because it's not a streaming residual it's a physical production like ugh. No, I would, I would be so for it. If that was something the studios actually ended up, like the studios that are, you know, mm-hmm. supported in their filmmaking were allowed or encouraged to do, I would be so behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, I know the strike is costing um, a lot of people down the line, like a lot mm-hmm. of below the line workers, a lot. There are a lot of PAs who probably don't have savings, who, who, where are they going to go? I'm sure people are exhausting their unemployment benefits and um, looking for, for gigs on the side while this is happening. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. But those PAs, I, I feel like they must know that trying to climb the ladder in Hollywood right now, it's an upstream battle that they were never going to win. No, it's a system meant to keep everyone from winning that isn't already at the top. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It, yeah. And, you know, with the streaming too, like, (laughs) no one makes any money but the the network. Yep. So like we, um, at one of my companies, we had, we, we put our own old backlog, like back catalog of movies up on like a indie film, uh, streaming platform. And then you'd get the residual payments in and Mm -hmm. you're just like, cool. (laughs) Thanks for the coffee. I was about to say, was it even enough for Starbucks money? Uh, no. And it's not like they were exceptionally popular movies, right? So then you think you try to extrapolate to a popular movie and you're still like, what is the point? <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I do. the producer, right? Then you have to think of if you cut yeah. that into fractions for the actors insane those people i love and i think this strike is i don't want to say it's doing better but 
it has a different vibe than the was it 2007 was that the uh, yeah wonder at the lost strike was that the uh um honestly in my mind it's just the dr horrible strike that i think it was the 2007 writer strike yeah. um, because of social media and because writers can and and actors and people getting residual checks can post their check and be like look a cent and i was the lead writer on an extraordinarily popular show that you watched and we're a fan of, and this is how much I get paid for it. Yeah, no, I, really, you're absolutely right. Like social media, it just makes such a big difference. Um, even with uh, billionaires actively trying to destroy the social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yep. somehow uh-huh. it's very useful. Mm-hmm. I think to be able to see uh, a creative that you admire and support and love and have social relationships with go, Hey, yeah. um, that thing that you love and watch and support and adore. I don't make anything from it because of these greedy fucks up the chain. Right. And I, I know there are uh, the same amount of people who were like, it's just a TV show. They already got paid for it. Like that's not how this works though. <laughs> like you, have a nine to five job and you get a steady income, whether or not you do your eight hour day of work. But I do think that is it. I think that for a lot of people who aren't exceptionally like obsessive about their media, it really is just this assumption that like they're both jobs, their job must be like my job Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be allowed to do that. So why do they get to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should unionize though. They should. I was, it was always so, annoying that um assistants don't have a union Mm. hollywood assistants don't have a union and it's because part of it is because the honestly the wga didn't at the time anyway want um uh uh, them joining because they weren't writers okay there wasn't at the i don't know if it's changing yet but there was nowhere to put us (laughs) like there wasn't anywhere to go that fit um but there was always kind of rumblings of like where could assistants unionize where do they go and i think one group of hollywood assistants unionized now i can't remember what it was or no it's a different um someone unionized i can't remember who it was george the cat uh should lead everyone into battle for unions (laughs) yes yeah writers oh writers assistants were able uh uh, writers assistants and script coordinators were able to unionize under iatsi but Mm -hmm. but just assistants they're like yeah because they there was you couldn't prove that you were doing like writing writing but yeah so i don't know if you are listening to this and you love media which i think if you are listening to a podcast about media you probably do then take a second to um, look at those websites we mentioned um the wga contract 2023.org and the sag after to see if there's anything that you want to do to support your 
local <laughs> writers and actors. And, and not, like, it. you don't need yeah. to support, like, Ben Affleck. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. No. Support the people who are literally, like, can't afford healthcare. Yeah. And are waiting, like, a year and a half later for a check for a show they worked on. Exactly. Um, and honestly, this this includes, like, skipping conventions this year. Mm. Which... Sorry, it sucks because I know we all love our cons, but <laughs> oh, as someone who works on a con, I actually do have a lot of insight into how we're handling it. Yes. Um. So, announcements. We are not mentioning projects. Okay. Um. All announcements, like strictly, just like we've actually been having kind of fun with coming up with him. Um. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm just gonna go yeah, to the Instagram. Yeah, that's actually really. Yeah, I'd love to hear about this because it the yeah. the strike says that you can you you can't participate to promote companies that are being struck. Right. So but all you might be able to if it doesn't promote your work. <laughs> like you can. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. Like the panels that we're gonna have with celebrity guests will not be focused on the projects. Okay. Cool. Uh, and like, there's some because they they reached out for like specific like instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, if someone has been in Star Wars, um, they can do a panel on you know women in sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the panel won't be about, you know, what it was like to work on Star Wars. It'll be much more conceptually like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So one, I just picked one at random. Who is Matt Davis? What is Matt Davis? I, you know what? Doesn't matter what he's in, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. The <laughs> announcement was how many chickens can fit in Matt Davis's car. We wonder if he'll leave his car unlocked at DragonCon 2023. Nice. Um, <laughs> So, like, all of them are like that. Like, none of our announcements feature, like, anything about the projects. None of the okay. panels will. Uh, photo ops are fine. There's nothing different about that. Autographs, um, they will only be bringing headshots. They will not be bringing specific images from any projects. So, none of the stuff you can get autographed that you can buy there at their table will feature any product, like, I mean, uh, any promotion people are allowed to bring stuff from home and ask if they'll sign it, but it is fully at the, like, create the, you know, writer or mm-hmm. expression as to whether they will sign it or not. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the panels will be moderated. None of them will be actually about the uh, specific shows or whatever. Okay. Okay. So that's how my con is handling it. I actually right. don't know entirely what Comic-Con did, but I do know that it's just less guests all around. Yeah, I saw a lot of um, of the big things mm-hmm. pulling or pulled out of Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, Mine's which... not a hugely industry one anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's, I think, much more easier for us to adapt yeah. You know what we need to do is have an episode purely about Dragon Con. That would be cool. And just like totally let you go that. off on it and like talk yeah. to people about it. Because it will be like I do work on the social media team. So like throughout the convention, I also will not be. The only thing I haven't specifically asked, like I'm assuming cosplay is not going to be considered promotion. Oh, is there a section on cosplay? Let yeah, because that that will affect like me on like on on the property. So I right. have to that. 
Let's see if they say something. Um, disappoint my fans. Well, this, you know, the SAG after is a lot for the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, can I cosplay as my character? Cosplay as a character from Struck Work can, in fact, promote Struck Work, even okay. if that is not your intent. If you are cosplaying as a character that is from something other than Struck Work, such as a comic book or television animation, that is fine. So that's, well, just like me personally, that's probably how I'm going to handle it with stuff to put mm-hmm. on social media. I will probably just choose the cosplayers to highlight that are not from Struck Work. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it is it is a, like, pop culture convention. There will be a million, you know, yeah. other options. And it, it does say, it, you know, what if a fan comes to a photo op in cosplay as a character from Struck Work? We understand that you do not have control over what the fans do. This is okay. So as the mm-hmm. actor, you do not get in trouble with the union if you are in a photo with a fan in Struck mm-hmm. Work cosplay. That's good. Yeah. We're we're not actors, thank God. So Yeah. Because <laughs> ew. Yeah. Oh, um, no. no, thank you. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, we should do well, you should do. I don't I can I'm happy to chat. I don't know anything about I mean I've yeah. been to I've been to conventions, I have worked at uh one well, over the years, but um happy to that'd be fun. We should do that. We can we can also definitely do like a follow up on that after the convention because it's oh, like yeah. a little it's a little under a month away, so okay. I'm to see how like the panels and stuff will go with it. Yeah. They haven't put a schedule out yet, so I don't know actually what the uh the panels will look like, but they've definitely been like crowdsourcing creative panel concepts for some of the guests. Okay. Listeners, take note. Yeah. Dragon Con episodes on the horizon. This yeah. is how we will be dealing with the strike. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Well that is you know, it's kind of how we feel about the strike. We are pro-union mm-hmm. in this household. Um, pro-writers and actors getting paid. Pro-writers and actors getting paid for the work that we all enjoy and benefit and profit from. So, like, yay. Mm-hmm. Fuck Ryan Murphy, but, you know. <laughs> and both talk to me from A24. It's an amazing movie. Yes. Yeah. That is not struck, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there are in some uh, independent studios out there who are getting exemptions wow. from the um, uh, studios or from the the um, unions. Uh, finally, before we go, because music is not struck, yes. I do want to lodge a rant, a, a small rant go about for it. something that has just bothered me the last couple days, and that is celebrities taking precious tickets away from the Taylor Swift shows, especially the LA stops. Um, I know it's unavoidable. I know that it was going to happen. However, it's really fucking annoying to see them all in a box that they probably didn't even pay for. I was going to say, I know a lot of influencers and actors were invited. Uh, Someone I follow online actually got an invite from Instagram to be in one of the boxes. I will say she was singing along. Um, she did focus all of her videos on herself. Right. Like, that's a choice. To, Are um, you even watching the show? But yeah. Lots of lots of influencers and, and celebrities taking up those seats, huh? You're taking up 
tickets for people who could not get them. And like, maybe some of you are fans, and I don't want to have to ask you to prove that you're fans, but you know that you didn't have to work hard to get those tickets the way a lot of people had to get tickets. I couldn't get tickets. I'm insanely bitter. It's fine. But like, come on. Ugh. They just look like a bunch of tools in a box. Like Billy Joel can go to Taylor Swift. That's fine. Because, you Uh, know, it's Billy Joel. I'm actually, um, I need you to wish me luck. Uh, I'm going for Taylor Swift New Orleans tickets. God damn it. Everyone is going to get to go, but me. I don't know. I don't actually know that I will. Um, I don't, I'm not even a big Taylor Swift fan, but my girlfriend and her sister are. Disgusting. And like, we want to go to New Orleans if we can get tickets. So I was like, all right, yes, I'm trying to get tickets. <laughs> I mean, if you go, get me a bracelet. Yes. But that is still, the, like, even, oh, I'm going to try to get tickets is obviously not a guarantee. <laughs> Yes, totally. Access code, uh, you know, bloodbath is going to happen in a couple of days. It absolutely will. I'm I'm not holding my breath. And I'm also, I mean, if I don't get the access code, it's it's done. I'm giving up. That's all. Yeah, totally. Uh, But yes, that that is my slight rant for the Taylor Swift shows of just like, come on. Just so my addendum to it is I think Taylor Swift should play a celebrity only performance in LA where tickets oh, are yeah. like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, but the proceeds go to like a dozen charities. That would be amazing. So you just oh, put, she should do that. Yeah. Just put <laughs> all like- of the douchebags in one stadium at one time. They all have to pony up. They can all take selfies of each other. You get yeah. all that bad vibe out in one show. Right, she like can even half ass the sh- uh, like half ass the show. Right, she can like, have like one doesn't... chill show for herself where she doesn't have to give it a hundred and ninety percent. Lip sync it for that yeah. specific show. She rest her voice that night. No one's gonna care. No one's gonna so notice. They're not paying attention anyway. They're taking yeah. videos of themselves. It's totally fine. Charge them up the wazoo. Yeah. Make them feel special. They're not listening. They don't even care. They just want to be seen at a Taylor Swift concert. And then you can donate all that money to charity. And then you get them out of the way for the other shows yeah. that. And your other shows can be like actual fans that yeah. probably gave up a kidney and, you know, murdered mm-hmm. people to get there as traveling, <laughs> traveling thousands of miles to see something. Yep. Anyway, that's my proposal to, to miss Swift. Hopefully this gets to her. <laughs> Hopefully this gets to her. People is a, yeah. a celebrity only event. Get them out. Of, of real people. Yes. And then uh, everyone else can have a good time. Uh, okay. I don't know. Do you have a rant before we? I don't think up? I have a rant right now. Okay. I feel like the WGA was my rant. It's a good and, one. And the actors too. Yes. But yep. yeah. All right. Well, then um, this was our, our bonus episode. Um, we'll be... I mean, they will all be bonus episodes until the strike is over. We will come up with as much content as we can figure out without, um, I mean, we can't cross picket lines because we're not, I guess we can as a non-union member, whatever. We stand in solidarity. Yeah. um, So we will be. Even if we could, we're not gonna. 
even if we could, we wouldn't. Yeah. Um, because entertainment is what we love and that's what we're going to support. So we hope you do as well. Um, so stay frosty out there. I know it's August and disgusting. Um, it's the worst. That would be my rant. If I were going to insert a rant in here, it's the fact that it's been like freaking 108 degrees every Ugh. single day for the past week. Foul. Fucking foul. Yes. Um, ugh. Well, on that note. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Cancel your... No, I was going to say don't cancel it. Don't, you don't need to cancel in your subscriptions. The union hasn't asked anyone to yet. Um, but be ready to if they do. But be, be on the lookout for instructions huh. from the writers. Yep. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes on the pipeline. Bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a fandom on the rocks podcast. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana. For more episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and anywhere else on the internet at Fandom on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash fandom on the rock. Subscribers get ad-free content, exclusive bonus episodes, deep diving into Glee, our favorite fandoms, random updates, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you missed on Glee.